discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Yeah, it's a great blessing, isn't it? It's a blessing to be alive. It's a great blessing to be alive. It's a great blessing to be ha- to be healthy. Yes, and it's a great blessing to be alive, healthy, and happy as well. Hallelujah. So wherever you find yourself today, this morning, in yourself. You get it wherever you find yourself in yourself be grateful to god because it's the doing of the lord hallelujah and be confident of the fact that what god has begun in your life he will bring it to a perfect conclusion in jesus name look at philippians chapter 1 verse 6 it's a very lovely scripture this paul talking he says being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very... Let's read this in another version so that you understand it even some. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. I see it. There are a lot of people who are afraid of the future. And are wondering how the future is going to be like how tomorrow is going to be like they are wondering whether they will be alive tomorrow they are wondering whether things will go well for them tomorrow paul is telling you that he is confident of this very thing that the one who has begun a good work in you will bring it to a perfect conclusion sometimes you wonder whether you can be a christian to the end you wonder what to make you for Do you understand? I don't know if, if you've ever experienced that before. You wonder what will make you fall and what will take you out of the system. But Paul says, no, don't, don't think like that. Instead of thinking like that, think this way. Because he is confident of this very thing, that the one who has begun a good work in you is a good work. And he will bring that good work to a perfect end. You see, it is not over until you have won. I always talk about the blue man, the blue man and the killer in the movies. You know, in any movie, there's a protagonist and there's an antagonist. We call them blue man and killer, <laughs> or Jack and killer. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes you can see that they have beaten the blue man. Charlie, they have beaten him. He's he's gone. It's like he's dead. They can bomb his plane. Yet he won't die. No, beat him, beat him, beat him. Then he remember his girlfriend. You <laughs> just remember his girlfriend like that. 
And he will charge once. And one blow just kill the killer like that. I mean, no matter what, from the beginning, there's a blowman and there's a killer. We know who will survive at the end of the day. I mean, movies where the blowman dies, it's not nice. It's not nice at all. No matter what, the guy will win. You are the blowman of life. God has made you like that. A lot of people don't understand the born again experience. You, you, are, you just can't fail. It's not possible. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what comes your, your way. Hallelujah. Yeah, no matter what comes your way, you cannot fail. You do not fail. It's when we say cannot, it means that there's a probability that it can. But you don't say a dog cannot, uh, a cat cannot back. Do you say that? We don't say that a cat cannot, a cat does not back. It does not, no matter what you do to it, no matter the education you give to it, you say, whoa. You can try and try and try and try as much as you can. It will not back because it is not designed to back. That is not its nature. In the same way, when you become a child of God and you become born again, automatically God gives you his nature. And that nature is a nature that does not fail. You understand? That nature does not fail. So you do not fail. You can't, it's not possible. Do you understand? No matter what happens, you don't fail. There's only one way for you. as an upwards and forwards way. That's all. No matter what comes your life, in your life. No matter what. Do you hear what I said? I said no matter what. Whether you got pregnant or you did an abortion or you... What else do you do? <laughs> or you lied or... You did what? You took trauma door. <laughs> I went to preach in a, a church at Obuasi, and one guy came. One guy was there, and he said, Pastor, I'm suffering. I said, what are you suffering from? He said, Pastor, come and let me tell you a secret. <laughs> come. So I came with him. We went to stand in a certain corner. He said, Pastor, Tramadol is killing me. Oh. oh, he wants to stop that thing, but it's not working. And when I started praying for him, I saw a serpent around him, like an anaconda, pressing him like that. It's not a small thing, oh. And I prayed for him. When I prayed for him, I saw the serpents just lose his hold on him. And he became, he's fine now. He's fine. You see, he's a child of God. He's addicted to something that is not right. But if he seeks the right help, he'll be helped and everything will be fine. You understand? So you don't feel, no matter what happens around you, you must have that at the back of your mind. Sometimes some Christians wonder whether when they die, they will go to heaven at all. Will I go to heaven when I die? You are not even assured of your salvation. And you are not even assured of... Oh, it's a sad story. God would want you to stop thinking along those lines and think along the lines he really wants you to think. Okay? Say, I do not fail. Say, I'm confident of this very thing. I'm confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good... So you have to, you have to learn to smile in life. No matter what is happening to you. A lot of people are so sad. Is it because things are not going a certain way? You are so serious. You see, everybody has 
veins on their heads. Do you, do you know that? Everybody has veins on their heads. Depending on your excitement level, the veins can be seen or not seen. There are some people who are too, they are too serious in life. So whenever you, when they wake up in the morning, the veins are on. They are, they are angry. They woke up angry. Children of God, Christians, it's not supposed to be like that. Hallelujah. Being confident of this very thing, that the one who has begun a good work, remember that you see, you didn't get yourself born again. The born again experience is not something that we uh, orchestrated. It's not an orchestration of the of, of, of the of the Christian. Okay, we were sitting at somewhere. We were sitting at somewhere, and God sends his son to come and come and die. We were sitting at somewhere. Is it not true? We were all sitting at somewhere. We were not even thinking about it. We didn't like God in any way. We weren't interested in God in any way. But then God said that I'm interested in you. That is how the relationship began. It's like a lady who, who doesn't think that she's anything. You get it? Like she's, she's from a certain wild Zongo area. Very, some wild corner. Some way. She's not even beautiful. Then this big man is passing by with his Land Cruiser Prado. 2019 model. Yes. He's passing by, he sees the lady by the road and says that you are the one I like. No matter what you do, it is you. I like you. I prefer you. I, I, I love you. Without you, I cannot live. He starts singing Celine Dion for you. And all kinds of things. Hallelujah. I mean, the girl was sitting here somewhere. Remember, Jesus didn't come and die for good people. Go to Romans chapter. <laughs> Romans chapter five. Let's read from verse eight. And I want you to read it to me. Okay. One, two, go. You don't understand it. You don't understand. Do you understand? Do you understand what you just read? You don't understand. Commendeth. Toward. You may be writing BC tomorrow, but you may not understand toward. <laughs> so let's read a, a lighter version. I don't know which one you have. Message. Okay. Message. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrifice, sacrificial death. While we were of no use, we were of no use whatever to him. We were of no use. Do you understand no use? Will you buy will you buy a socks that is ten someone has worn for ten years? How many of you buy a socks like that? Or you go to Foos and you are buying boxer shorts. And why, 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 when you go to buy the boxer shorts, you look for the one that is torn. The under, someone has worn for 15 years. The under is torn. The bottoms, you have about 17 holes at the, at the bottom. Free is That's what you want. <laughs> Hallelujah. Would you want to buy, would you exchange money for something like that? No, who exchanges money for something that is of no use, of no value? You know, of no consequence to his life. Nobody does that. But that's what Jesus did. That was what God did. He says, for God commends his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, 
Christ died. Christ didn't die for good people. He died for bad people. So now that you have come in, okay, go to the next verse. Go to verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. He says, if he died for us while we were not correct, how much more now that he has made us new creations and made us his sons? Why do you think that he will not save you from any kind of wrath that you can think about? Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. I'm confident of this very thing. Nothing can take you away from the love of God. Okay? You, you have to believe in that. The way to become a good Christian and produce results as a child of God is by believing in what Jesus came to do. By believing what God did through Christ. Look at the next verse. Verse 10. For if when we were enemies... When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Are you seeing? Message, message version. If when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son. Now that we are at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. Just imagine. And that's what you should, be, you, should be, you should be thinking about every single day of, of your life as a child of God. If you're not a child of God, it's a different thing. You need to be born again for, your, for the good life to start for you. But if you are born again, never think that something is going to take you away from God. You, are going, you can do something that will let God be so angry that you say that, get out of my kingdom. <laughs> get out of my kingdom. This thing, when you do the wrong thing, God will look at Michael and say, hey, Afra Bey, the Afra Bey. Michael, have you seen what he has done? Were we doing that when we were there? When, look at what he has done. There's nothing like that. You see, and when you have faith in his love, it dictates the pace of your life. You see, the one who loves much is the one who has been forgiven much. The one who loves little is the one who has been forgiven little. If you realize that you have been forgiven much, you love much. If you realize that God loves you so much and doesn't joke with you, you will live right. You will not hurt him. Do you understand my message? How much more? Now that we are reconciled to him. So be confident in life. Okay? Never think that you, do, you can do something that no. And thinking like that is what will dictate your, your life in his, in his perfection. You realize that you are living the way God wants you to live. You are going the way God wants you to go. Being confident of this very thing. I like that scripture. Being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work. Like I said, we were sitting at somewhere. We were sitting at somewhere. God sends his son to come and die. So if Jesus is the one who did all the work for us to be born again. Why do you think you have to do all the work to remain born again? How can you? No, it doesn't make sense why you would think like that. How can you please him on your own? How can you please him with your mind? A lot of Christians try to... That's why we are, you struggle like that. They're trying to please God with your mind and in your own strength. But the Bible says that by strength shall no man prevail. 
not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You can't, you can't do it on your own strength. You can't. There's, there's no way. So this is what God does in the, in the new creation. Okay? We are children of God now. If you read John 3.16, he says, For God so loved the world, that is why he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. So immediately you become born again, you are now a possessor of eternal life. You are not someone who will have eternal life in the future. Eternal life is not, future, it's not futuristic. It is, it is now. It is today. Okay? If you read in 1 John 5, verse 11, 12, and 13, you see it there. Go to 1 John 5, 11, 12, 13, you see it. And this is a record that God has given to us eternal life. Did he say God is going to give to us eternal life? He says God has given to us eternal life. So you were possessor. Immediately you become a child of God. Immediately you become born again. You become a possessor of eternal life. So eternal life is inside you. You may not feel it. It has nothing to do with your feelings. How many of you felt something when you became born again? Spiritual things doesn't have much to do with feelings. Okay? It doesn't have much to do with feelings. Hallelujah. That's why it's called spiritual. The, the physical cannot have a hold on it. Okay, so go to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read verse 14. He says, But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man receives not the, spirit, the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually designed. Spiritual things are spiritually designed. They are not physically designed or solically designed. So as long as you are relating on the basis of the natural, it will mean foolishness. If you want to have spiritual things make sense to you naturally, you've made a mistake. You will consider it as foolishness. You will not see what it means. That's what the Bible says. It says, but the natural man. Say the natural man. You know who a natural man is. Let's read amplified or amplified. But the natural man. This is by the natural. Non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. For they are fully, they are meaningless. Eh? Meaningless nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing and understanding and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually zen and estimated and appreciated. It's a spiritual thing. So eternal life is of the spirit. It's not of the physical. So if you try to use the physical to try to explain what eternal life is, you've made a mistake. You can't understand it to be complete foolishness to you. It to be complete nonsense to you because it's a spiritual. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a spiritual. So you may not feel any, you may not feel you have eternal life. It's not based on a feeling. It's discerned spiritually. And how do you discern spiritually? You see, the spiritual. Okay, go to verse 12. Same book, same chapter. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Next verse. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I say again. He says that we've been given spiritual things. But the spiritual things are not taught. We, we, we speak it, but not in the we, which things we also speak. Not in the, which, in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. What are the words which man's wisdom teacheth? Man's wisdom is engineering, physics, philosophy, uh, psychology. It's taught through a book. You have books. 
you can't become a philosopher without a book. You need a book on philosophy. The book is what brings you into the knowledge of philosophy. If you want to get the key of philosophy, you must get the knowledge of philosophy. And it will open you into the door of philosophy and the room of philosophy. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Without knowledge, you will not have the key to enter into that particular place that you want to go to. Okay, knowledge is a key for accessing anything in life. I, I always ask this question, how do our doctors become doctors? How do doctors become doctors? Do they blow on them? You go to, the, you go to school, you go to medical school and then you do this. Lift up your hands. Receive it. Pathophysiology. Then it's imparted into your spirit. Is there anything like that? They tell you, lift your hand. You lift your hand and then, surgery. Receive it now. Then you become a surgeon at once. There's nothing like that. The way to know surgery is by accessing the knowledge of surgery. Eh? Jesus said in, in Luke, he, says, he, told, he spoke about the Pharisees and said, you have taken the key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. There's a key of knowledge. You understand? Without knowledge, you see, if someone is getting some results and you are not getting it, it's because you know something you don't know. He has a key you don't have. If you get to know what he knows, you'll be fine. You'll be surprised. It's always like that. Ask the rich people. A rich man, the most, the, the, the most foolish thing you can do around a rich man is to ask for money. You have made the biggest mistake of your life. What will you use the money for? No, what will you use the money? Do you think it's the money that is bringing him more money? It is what is inside his head. It's the knowledge he has. You need that knowledge. You need the key. When you get that knowledge, that's why they say, don't, don't give me a fish. Teach me how to fish. Teaching you has to do with bringing knowledge into your life. You understand? When the knowledge comes, you have the key. You can open all the doors. You don't have any problem. Okay? So the wisdom of men is access to knowledge by reading certain books. So he says that which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. It's not through what man has written. But it is true, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. How does the Holy Spirit teach? The Holy Spirit teaches through His Word, through the Word of God. So the Word of God is the material for educating you along the lines of the Spirit. Without the Word of God, you will not be able to discern what is spiritual. You will not know when spiritual things are happening because you don't know what the Word of God says. <laughs> for instance, there was this man called David who was carrying the Ark of Covenant had been in a certain place and he was going to carry it to Jerusalem, to Zion around him, so that it can be around him now, because of his lack of knowledge, he bought a new cart, or a new let's say a new car okay, nice car and he put the Ark of Covenant inside the car in the Old Testament, cars were horses and chariots Okay, so he got a new chariot with a new, some new uh, horse, the Bible calls them asses, eh, in front of the cart, pulling the cart. And the Ark of Covenant was upon the cart. Is that not a nice thing to do? That's very nice, isn't it? I mean, he's this great stuff, great technology. You are bringing God, God's presence, the Ark of Covenant, which carries God into Jerusalem. And that's how he chose to do it. But because of his lack of knowledge, someone died. There were two people who were walking around they were trying to guard it as he went along one was called Uzzah he was on the left and then the other person was called Ahio who was on the right now they got to a certain place and there was a rock there it was a rocky place so it just 
went off a little bit. And Uza tried to put his hand to protect it, keep it on the cart, from, prevent the ark from falling. The Bible says that as soon as he did that, the, the anger of the Lord was kindled against him. And the Lord smote him to death. Now, something highly spiritual was happening as they were carrying the cart. But because of lack of knowledge, they didn't know. Because they had not read the document, they had not read the Bible. David had not read the Bible along that line, so he didn't know. So he was not educated spiritually along that line. He didn't know how to do it. Someone lost his life. The Bible says that from that day onwards, David became afraid of God. Why? Because he didn't have a knowledge. If you don't have some knowledge, you'll be afraid of God. If you don't have some, you'll, be, you'll always be afraid of God. About things you're not supposed to be afraid of God. Things that God is trying to be help you along, you'll be afraid. You know why people don't go to church? People don't go to church because they feel they are wrong. They feel they are terrible people. They feel that they are, they are master for Nikitas. We know. You are aware. We are all aware. <laughs> God is also aware. But the cure is in the house of God. When you fornicate, it's the house of God you are supposed to be in. You are supposed to hear that. You, you don't have a certain knowledge. That is why you are doing what you are doing. When the knowledge comes into you, you'll be fine. You'll be cured spiritually along that line and you'll be okay. David went, took the Bible and read it again. When he read it, he saw that, oh, the Ark of Covenant is supposed to be on the shoulders of the priest. It's not supposed to be on a cat. It's supposed to be on the shoulders of a priest. I'm not saying cat, C-A-T, cat, it's C-A-R-T, cat. Okay? Someone just said cat. Why is he saying cat, cat? It's not. <laughs> what I'm saying, the story I'm saying is in Second Samuel, chapter 6. And this verse 7. And the anger of the Lord was killed against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God for his error. Yeah. Jesus said, you err because you know not. You know not the scriptures. Neither do you know the power of God. That is why you commit the errors. So reducing your errors is directly proportional to knowing scriptures. Do you understand? If you want to educate yourself spiritually, I, can, I know what happens spiritually in many cases because I know what the word of God says about it. Hallelujah. He says, we don't teach it in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but in the words which the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual for the natural man, it is complete nonsense. It's complete nonsense. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's complete nonsense. So eternal life cannot be... You don't feel it inside your, your, your body. It's, it's, you don't feel it there. It's the word of God that tells you that it's in there. And when the word of God tells you, you believe it. And when you believe it, you start seeing it working around you and working in your life. That's how it works. I see it. We have become possessors of eternal life. If you are born again, then you are a possessor of eternal life. You are a possessor of eternal life. Okay? See, I'm a possessor of eternal life. The knowledge of it is what will cause it to work in your life. It's the knowledge of it. So I started off telling you that if we didn't orchestrate our new birth, the born again experience, then we are not the ones to orchestrate its maintenance. You will fail. You will fail miserably if you try. You feel miserably if you try. We don't please God through our works. We don't please God through, we please God by believing His word. By faith. 
That's how you please God. Praise the Lord. The Paul says, I'm confident of this very thing. That he, he didn't say that I, I will be able to do. No, that he who has begun a good work in me will fulfill it. He'll bring it to a perfect completion. God is at work within you. God is always at work within you. It, it's called the grace of God. Go to Philippians. Of course, this is Philippians, right? So, in, this what I'm going to say is also in Philippians. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 11. Look at Philippians 2, 11. So I know that 20 years from now, I'll still be a child of God. And I'll be a wonderful, I'll be better than I am today. 20 years from now, I know I'll still be a man of God. And I'll be better than I am today. How? Because it is not my effort. It is God who's at work. I know that 20 years from now, I'll not be swimming in sin. Swimming in error. No. I have confidence concerning the future. Because Christ is in the future. And he's in me. He's working in me. Are you a child of God? Are you born again? If you are not born again, what I'm talking about does not include you. You need to be born again for for you to be included. But if you are born again, this is actually what is happening. God is at work inside you. Let's read from verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. He says, work out your own salvation. With fear and trembling. Now, let's read the Amplified of this particular verse. Okay? Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I am absent. Work out. Cultivate. Carry out to the goal. And fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling. Now, he's saying, this. he's not saying that um, your salvation you are the one to finish your salvation how can you finish your salvation do, do you understand what I'm saying he's not saying you finish your salvation Jesus started is now you you must finish it that's not what he's saying I just told you that we were not the ones involved in getting the salvation thing accomplished it was him who got it done let me show you a scripture Okay, go to keep your finger here go to Ephesians chapter 2 let's read from verse 1 and let's see where you are you are in it. It says, And you has he quickened or made alive. The word quickened means to make alive. You has he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. It says, You were dead in trespasses and meaning that now he doesn't consider you to be in dead in trespasses and sins. Do you do you speak English at all? He says, And you has he made alive. You has he made alive. He's talking to children of God and he says that you, God has made you alive. Who were dead? You were dead in trespasses and sins. Were you involved in making yourself alive? No, no, no. You, you, he says you were dead in trespasses and sins. That was the, that was the state. But now he has made you alive. You has he made alive. Quickened. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Next verse. Wherein in time past. He says this was how your past was. Wherein in time past, in your own past life, <laughs> you walked according to the course of this world, or according to the age of this world, or the, the flow of this world. Every, every, every age is controlled by a certain spirit. Have you heard of the hippies? In the 80s? Yeah, there was a certain style of dress, there was a way of behaving, the bikers. Some years ago, there were bikers all over the place. Some, you know, some years ago, smoking was a thing. Yeah. You know, how many people do you see smoking now? Some years ago, smoking was everywhere in every part of the world. 
tobacco companies were the high, one of the highest companies in the whole world because everybody was smoking. It was a style. Like you were, you were wilder if you were smoking. You, you get it? We are a guy. I guess part of it. It's for those who are educated. Those who are high. Oh, you don't know? You, you don't know. It's not in our age now. In our age, it's fornication. It's the body. In our age, the body is what is ruling. How big your bottoms are. How big your, your hips are. Your selfie. How you can take selfie and look good. There's a cross of the world. He says you were. He says you. You are not. No matter what happens, he says you were. You were not. You were in it, but now you are not in it anyway. In other words, the age cannot affect you. Hallelujah. It cannot. You see, fish is born in water, in the sea especially. You see, see the sea is salty. The sea is referred to as the world. Okay, but because of the scales of the fish, when you take the fish out of the the sea, there's no salt inside the fish, even though it has been living inside the salty water all of its life. Do you understand? Yeah. Hey, the Bible calls us the fish. And the sea is the world. No matter what is happening in the world, we are uncontaminated because of the skills that are on us. Yeah, that's how it works. So no matter what's happening, since we're in time past, you walk according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. Then it says, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So those who are also doing foolish things, they are not doing foolish things on their own. There's something working inside them, causing them to do foolish things. So you too, the way to do correct things and do the way the things God wants you to do, which you know you are supposed to do, is to allow God to work inside you and focus on what God is doing inside you. It's finished. That's all. You'll be very fine. You, do, you struggle to be a bad boy. You don't struggle to be a bad boy. Who struggles? Anybody? Nobody struggles to be a bad girl. You can be the area, hallelujah. Area. You can be area something. It's not about struggles, it's just a flow. You grow up knowing you're a sinner. You grow up knowing you're a bad girl, you're a bad boy. You just flow in it. You understand? Yeah. When you're a child of God, to you, to you grow up flowing in the anointing of God's spirit, flowing in the grace of God, flowing in the power of God. As simple as that, as natural as it can be. Don't complicate things by putting a certain. I, can, I have to do that. No, just allow the Son of God to work in you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, "Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience." Next verse. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past. We all had our lifestyles in time past. You see, he's always, he's always saying in times past. Because you are not like that anymore. In, in times past. In the last of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Meaning that you don't do that now. You don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. You don't fulfill the desires of the mind. It was your past tense. This is your past tense. Go to First Corinthians chapter 6. Go to verse 11. Let's read from verse 10 so we understand even some more. He says, Knowing not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, of God, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates. What is effeminates? That's why you must get other versions so that you can see what he's talking about. Let's go to another version. Don't you realize that this is, an, this is not the way to live? Unjust people who don't care about God will not be joining in, in his kingdom. Those who use and abuse each other, use and abuse sex. Hey! So effeminates are those who abuse 
each other, use and abuse each other. Are you getting it? Go back to King James. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God. Look at the next verse. None of these people shall inherit the kingdom of God. Then he comes and says, But ye. Point your neighbor and say, But ye. Do you understand? Ye means you. But you. Tell me about but you. But you. We continue. But ye are what? Was. It says, and such were some of such were some of you. Such were some of you. Such were so you are not a fornicator. You may fornicate every now and then, but you are not a fornicator. Uh. I'm telling you what the Bible says. Oh, you you don't you don't understand. Maybe you steal every now and then, but the Bible doesn't call it a thief because you're a child of God. You see, you are stealing because you don't have the knowledge of co- concerning who you are now. You, you don't know what you have become. That is why you continue doing what you are doing. If, the, if your, 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 your father left $1 billion for you and you don't know about it, will you, will you enjoy it? You continue living as a pauper. A lot of Christians are living as paupers. Spiritual paupers. Okay? Spiritual paupers. Engaging themselves in things that are not correct. Things that are common, that are not high, because they don't know where they have been elevated to. When you do these things, you realize that there is no satisfaction inside you. If you're a child of God and you are doing some of these things, you realize that Charlie, there's something wrong. Are you seeing my message? No. If you're a child of God, you can't be fornicating continuously. As you're fornicating, you realize that God, this is not me. Hey, if you don't have that, then you are not a child of God. You need to be born again. Again. <laughs> if you are a child of God and you are stealing, you realize that you are not happy. You are not happy. You don't enjoy it. It's not something to enjoy. You are suffering. You are in prison, actually. You need help. Hallelujah. You can't be a Christian and be gay. No, you'll be struggling. You'll be struggling. You realize that you are not happy. You want help. So it's a problem of I need help. But just that the church doesn't help the people. <laughs> the church rather blasts them and tells them, You are a fornicator, you are an adulterer. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible lets them get out. The Bible lets them know what they are, what they have become, and that they are not this. So what we are supposed to be doing as preachers is just lifting up what you have become to you, the mirror for you to see yourself. When you see yourself well, you will change. Your change is in seeing yourself properly. When you see yourself properly, you will see that, oh, I'm not like this, actually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And such were some of you. Then it says, but ye are washed. You were like that, but now you are washed. Say, I'm washed. So you should be thinking in the light of, I'm washed. I'm washed by the blood. Revelation 1.5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the dead, unto who? Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. It's called the washing of regeneration. He washed us and regened us to become his children. So that we bear the genes of God. Have you seen God fornicating before? No, how can you carry God inside you to fornicate? It's not possible. If you know God is inside, you will stop doing the foolish things that you are doing. Yeah, you will stop doing the foolish things. That's what we are trying to help you with. To let you know God is inside. Be God inside conscious. Be God inside minded. When you are God inside conscious and God inside minded, everything around you changes. Everything around you changes. 
And such were some of you, but ye are washed. Say, I'm washed. I'm washed. Are you a child of God? Yeah. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. To be sanctified means to be set apart, to be separated from the common, to become an uncommon person, to set apart onto something. We don't use these chairs in the banks. These chairs are sanctified unto the use of God, unto the, the house of God. Same thing. He says, you two have been sanctified. You have been set apart. You've been sanctified, taken from something. To sanctify means to take from something. Okay? From another place and make it committed to another thing. Now you have been set apart unto God for the use of God. Can you imagine that God in all of his, his, his integrity and in, in his greatness, in his sovereignty, has decided that you are the one he's going to work with? No, don't you boast with the kind, kind of company you work with? Don't you boast like if you work with Echo Bank? Yeah, I, I work with Echo Bank. <laughs> yeah, you know, in my bank, we don't, do, we don't do some of these things. You'd be 50 and see whether they will let you still be there. 45 card, Osaki. People boast with the people they work with. If you work with Barclays, I work with Barclays, you know, they, they, Barclays. We say Barclays, but you say Barclays. <laughs> Don't people boast with the country they visited? America. America. I'm coming from America. <laughs> Locally acquired foreign accent. Eh? People boast with the country they've been to. We boast with the, you see, we are from a certain country. Yeah. That is higher than all the countries that you can ever think about. No, you, 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 you go to America when you come back. You don't want that. You, you want us to whistle to call you. We want, you want us to sing to call. We want, you want us to sing your name. John, 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 John. And then you are, you are just like, I come here. You're a big man. Hey, because you've gone to America. What is America? We are talking about something higher than America. Yeah, that's where we come from. We've been regenerated and have been placed. Oh, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I don't want to go too far away from what I'm saying. And such were some of you. But you are sanctified. You are washed and you are sanctified. But you are justified. The word justified means to be declared right. Just as if you have not done anything wrong. But you are justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. This is how it happened. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Say, I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. Say it again. I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. Go back to Ephesians chapter 2, right? You remember we're reading Ephesians. I want you to know that it has nothing to do with you. It will not be sustained by what you do. Hmm? It will not be sustained by what you do or do not do. Like, and some of us pray when everything is fine. Your prayer life is here. When everything is fine. Manda klakashkata. Your tongues are, in, are indifferent with commas, exclamation signs, and full stops. And question marks. Monda Kafala. That's exclamation sign. Nunda Bazugi. That's with the, with the question mark. Manda Baya. Full stop. Look at you. Because the week has been good. Or the day has been good. Whether at the end of the day you didn't really think bad thoughts, you didn't. If your if your life is going to be run like that, then you'll be in trouble. 
No matter what happens. No matter what happens. Your question marks and your tongue speaking and all those things must still flow. No matter what is happening. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But God. Say, but God. Who is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Next verse. Even when we were dead in sins, he says he has quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. No. Okay. This is how it reads. Even when we were dead in sins, we made ourselves alive with Christ assisting us by the power of our strength. No, that's how a lot of us read it. That's how a lot of us think. A lot of Christians think like that. All around the world, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You didn't come in by your own efforts. You will not stay inside by your own efforts. Do you eat? Do you eat? Did you cause yourself to exist? Were there people who are in charge of your existence? God is in charge of your existence, first of all. You, you have parents, right? You didn't come out of the wood, out of the tree, or out of a rock. Then you'd be something else if you'd be uh, uh, Monkey King, Wukun. He, he came out of a rock. But do you eat? Have you eaten this morning? Not yet. But when we close, uh, you sort yourself out. You see, even though you didn't cause your life, there are some things you do to sustain your life. Okay? There are some things you do to sustain your life. The whole of the New Testament is with reference, has, and is involved with you, them telling you what to do to sustain your life. If you are not eating, what will happen to you? If you don't eat for one month, what do you think will happen to you? You will just die. If you don't drink water. I hear water is much more wilder than even food. It means you need water. If you don't drink water for five days, please, what will happen to the person? Can you give us a medical term? He will develop what? Mr. Podosia. <laughs> so there are things you do, okay, for life processes to, to, to go on. There's a life process of respiration. Without food, respiration will not happen. Is it not true? Hey, didn't you go to school? Without food, respiration will not Anamewa. Respiration will not take place without food. Because there's nothing for the oxygen to whatever burn and all those things for energy to come and all that. You will not get you will not be able to do what you're supposed to. Hey. 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 Too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought, I thought, I thought science, old, and I thought chemistry. So at least I remember something. It's been years, but I remember some things. Hallelujah. Yeah. So even though you 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 didn't orchestrate your life, there are some things physically you do to maintain life processes. If you don't eat, if you don't exercise, if you don't sleep, if you don't uh, drink water and do all those things, the life will cease. You will just die. Same thing with the spirit. Even though you didn't cause your life. There are things you need to do to sustain the life. You get it? That is different from you trying to... Uh, for instance, all the things that we are told to do, study the Word. It's an instruction from the Spirit. Because it is good for you. As you study the Word, 
you'll be surprised that you'll get energy to, to live life and to do what you're supposed to do. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? But we are not told, don't fornicate. Don't tell lies. We are not told that. We are told, study the word. Meditate on the word. Because by studying and meditating on the word, you will not fornicate. You will not tell lies. You will not kill. You will not do all those things. But as long as you start busy yourself with, I won't do it. I won't tell lies. I won't fornicate. I won't do You'll be surprised. You'll be swimming in it like this. <laughs> You'll do more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what I'm trying to let you understand. And most Christians are focusing on the do's and the don'ts. Don't do this. If you like, go to some churches this morning. You'll be shocked, you'll be shocked and surprised. You'll be shocked, priced at the same time. About the rules and the things that are being said. If you do this, you go to hell. If you do that, you are not part. They'll tell you you have committed the sin, the unpardonable sin. So there are lots of Christians who are not, they are not confident in life. They are not confident. They, they don't want to be identified as Christians. You get it? They don't want to be identified. You can't, you don't, they are not, they don't want to be identified as Christians. No, no. Please. Sir, those things, we don't talk about them normally. You get, you get to like, I remember when I said I was going to be a pastor. I knew the calling of God was over my life. And I mentioned it to some people. They said, brother, don't, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. Why are you talking like that? Why are you talking? You do think that job is easy. You can't do this thing. Oh. He said, you can't do this thing. You can't. It's not easy. Stop. You see, you just stay where you are so that you can... I mean, if you can't follow the rules, you'll be fine. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like if you were a pastor, you are compelled and forced to live right. But if you're a Christian, <laughs> a kind of, you can just, there's way, you can just be okay and do whatever you want to do. So some people don't want to become pastors. They don't want to become leaders in the house of God. They don't want to like they don't want to lead in the kingdom of God. Like I'm the one who is leading in the kingdom. No, they, they want to stay in a please. I don't want any problem. You get I don't want any problem. Let me just be around. But you've forgotten that the the the, the criteria for judging pastors is the same as the criteria for judging Christians. Because the pastor is also a Christian, first of all. You are shocked. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the way to walk perfectly in God and live a beautiful life in God is by focusing on the right things. And the right thing to focus on is the work of God inside. Okay? Says, and such were some of you. That was how you were. But you are washed. Then this one says, even when we were dead in sin, Ephesians chapter, 5, chapter 2, verse 5, even when we were dead in sin, he has made us alive together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. Next verse. By grace. Do you understand grace? What does grace mean? Grace means God is at work. God at work. It's not just favor. Grace is more than favor. Grace is God himself at work. He says, it is by the agency of God that you are saved. It is by the work of God that you are saved. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. This is for, for man was in Christ, and man was reconciling himself to God. No, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. That's the second question chapter 5, verse 19. Hmm? Verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. 
old things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. And all these new things are of God. Verse 18. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation? Next verse, verse 19. To wit that, or this is the witness, this is what is spoken of by God. This is it. This is the, the gospel. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, and not, not imputing their trespass unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God is not looking for your wrongs to criticize you and to bash your head. That's not why God is around. God cares about you. He wants you to be living the way he wants you to be living. So he's helping you to even do what he wants you to do. That is why you are in this place this morning. That's why you are hearing these things. So when you think about you not think you know you think about God, you not think about someone who wants to destroy your life, or someone who is is ready to just punish you when you do something wrong. That's not how God is. God loves you into details. That is why He saved you. You think He will destroy you now that He has saved you? This He has raised us up together. Let's read from verse five to verse verse six. Even when we were dead in sins. He has made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And has raised us up together. He has raised us up together. Did he say you raised yourself up together? He, God, did it. He has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He is doing everything. He did everything. He orchestrated everything. So there's nothing in the kingdom that can go forward without him. Stop trying to please God on your own. It will not work. It will not work. You will struggle for a long time. Stop trying to be righteous. A lot of Christians are trying to be righteous. Because in their minds, the righteousness is their acts and what they do. Not knowing that righteousness is a person. And when you see that person, your acts and your doings will conform to the righteousness of God. You will know that you are the righteousness of God. And you start living out that righteousness. That is what real Christianity is about. Knowing what God has done. And knowing what God is doing. And just accepting what God has done for you. That's all. You'll be fine. Do you know what causes repentance in people's lives? How many of you know? What is it? The goodness of God. The goodness of God. You see, in God's books, the way to make someone change is not by identifying his wrongs. The way to make someone change is by telling him how good he is. You understand? Yeah. Romans chapter 2. No one's saying it. Romans chapter 2, I think, verse 4 and verse 5. Let's look at it. Romans 2 4. This or despises thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering. Not knowing, you, you, see, you don't know that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Let, let's, let's read message. Or did you think that because he's such a nice God, he'd let you off the hook? Better think this one through from the beginning. God is kind, but he's not soft. In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. In his kindness, that's how, he, that's how change comes. Through his kindness. Not through his wrath. Do you understand? 
That's why it's called gospel. Good news. It tells you about what he has done. That's what he's done. Charlie, don't you like good? You are living in, you are living in, which is the worst area in, in, in the city? They may come here and come and beat us. That's why I don't want to mention it. It's not a small thing. You jump walls to enter your house. It's normal. Like, as you are moving, you just jump a wall. Then you go, you jump another wall. Then you enter your house. See, that's how it works. There, there are no entrances. You can't take it. If you buy a car, have you ever been to places where they have parked cars by the road in the night? Have you ever been to areas like that? They, all their cars are parked by the roadside. Hundreds of cars parked long, competing with you for the road. They park there and they enter their homes because you can't take the car to your home. There's no road anywhere. The road is only humans for human beings. Only human beings can just go through that road. Forget it. No car can go. So you are living in such an area, and then someone comes to you and tells you, tells you that, oh, I'm take you to another area. To a, 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 a duplex, a five-bedroom house, or a ten-bedroom house, nice house, there's toilet in every single bedroom. With swimming pool and what what else? What else do you like? Fully everything is fully air conditioned. Air conditioned everywhere. Central AC. Wherever you are, it's just blowing you like that. Jacuzzis everywhere. Hmm? And he tells you, oh, this is your new house. Then he says, oh, I don't like these things. Let me just go back to Moshisho. Will you, will you do that? Will you do that? Who will do that? Uh-huh. So how, how did the person get you to change? Your location. How did he change, get you to change? By bringing you goodness. By bringing you something better. Do you understand? The way he got you to change your location, you, where you are living, was by showing you a better place and giving you a better place. That's what God has done. He came to show us a better place and to give us a better so that we can change. That is how God changes people. By letting you know that, oh, this is, this is, this is actually what you are. Oh, I didn't know. Now, that's the goodness of God. The goodness of God is what leads you to change. Repentance means change of mind. That's what causes you to change. Praise the Lord. By grace are you saved. Hmm? Go back to that please. Ephesians. Ephesians 2. I like it so much. Some of my favorite portions of the Bible. Go to verse verse 6 now. And we are together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Next verse, verse 7. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. He says he's doing all these things because of this particular thing. You see, God has brought salvation and brought us his goodness and all that because of this particular thing. Okay, look at this one. He says, so that in the ages to come. Message, let's read message. We don't understand. Message. Now God has asked where he wants us. With all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Now this is true, but this is not actually what he wants to say. Go back to King James. Maybe the Amplified will say it well. Amplified. He did this. You see, he has done this. God took us, quickened us from the, from, dead, from the dead, and raised us up together with Christ, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And this is your location right now. This is your present location as a child of God. He says he did all that by his grace, by his power. He did all those things. Why? So that he says he did this, that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come. The immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, in his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. You see, 
um, it's like you go for a tournament and you win first prize. Okay? How can you win first prize? You win first prize because someone ran for you. You win first prize because you ran, isn't it? Okay. So God is the one who is running. He ran and won the first prize. We are the prize. But he won. When he won the prize, he won the prize so that, you see, you don't win the prize and put it in your house. You win the prize so I can bring it to your country and come and boost. Isn't it? And take it anywhere in the world. I mean, if someone wins the World Cup, you should see what they do. So that's why they take it everywhere and boost. Let you know that Charlie, they won the thing. You see, we are, we are the trophies. This, the, 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 the Greek mentions that we are the trophies of his grace. He wants to show us as his trophies to the ages that are yet to come. Do you know there are people who are yet to come in, in this world? There, there are thousands of years that will come in this world. Okay? After we have been raptured by God, by, by Christ, and we've been rewarded and all that, when we come back on earth, we, God is going to use us as his trophies. The trophies of the demonstration of his grace. What his grace can do. Do, do, do you understand? That is why he has saved you. So that he can showcase you as his boasts to the ages to come. You say, look at Hasla. This was how Hasla was. But my grace saved him. Look at his life now. Yeah, and we're mentioning our names. As, as, we, as he moves around in, the, in that world, in that kingdom, in that world to come. We are, the, we are the trophies of his grace to be showcased to eternities. If you understand this, your, your life will be different. I pray for understanding for you. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 8. In the King James, let's read the King James. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. This is the gift of God. Message. Let's read the message. Can you read this one to me? One to go. Saving is all this idea. And all this work. All we do is trust in the man to get to do this. So this is all I've been trying to say since I began. This is all I've been trying. It's a message, I mean. That's when it's a message. It's all God from start to finish. You have nothing to do with it. So how can you live a good, beautiful life? Submit to God. Okay? How do you submit to God? By reading your Bible. As simple as that. By reading your Bible. By being in the house of God. By hearing the word. If you submit to someone, what do you do? Don't you listen to whatever he says you should do? Simple as ABCD. Allow God to work in your life. Don't do things on your own. By strength shall no man prevail. Jesus said, for without me you can do nothing. He meant it. He meant it. Unless you have an addiction. There's an addiction you've been trying to stop for years. Years. You're a child of God, but you're smoking. You're a child of God, but you're fornicating. You're a child of God, but you're drinking. You're a child of God, but you are doing some kinds of things. And you know that you are supposed to stop. The way to stop is not by saying, looking at the bottle, you say, you. <laughs> Monda, cast, cast it. You can speak in tongues till you die. It will not leave you. It will still be there. The way for you to live your life is by acknowledging that God is inside you and God is the one who's going to help you to overcome that thing. Whenever you take that bottle, you say, ah, God is in me. God is helping me. Thank God for your life. And you put it down. 
You'll be surprised that you can do that. You sin weighs on your conscience and prevents you from running the race that God wants you to run. That's what it does. Let's read the Amplified of this. For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. You don't sustain it by your own striving. You sustain it by the gift of God. By the working of God. Okay? See, I'm confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in me will perform it. Will bring it to a successful end. Hallelujah. Yeah? You bring it to a successful end. So I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the future. I'm not afraid of two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, whatever. I'm not afraid. I know that God is working in me. All I do is to allow him to work in me. How do I allow him to work in me? By studying his word. By meditating on his word. By doing what he wants me to do. And as I do what he wants me to do, I know that my path can only go higher and higher and higher and higher. That's my story. And that's your story as well. Are you convinced? Are you confident of this very thing? That the one who has begun a good work, as a person, the one who has begun a good work in me shall perform it shall bring it to a perfect, complete end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid. Never think that the devil can do something that will God make God so angry with you. It's like, you? You did this? You will see. God speaking to us, this boy, you will see. God, God don't do that. God don't do that. Hallelujah. Go, go to Philippians chapter 2. What we're reading. We're reading in verse 12, right? Not in your own strength. Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with your, the enthusiasm you show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent. Work out. Cultivate. He says, you've been saved. Now work it out. Let it show. You see, salvation has happened, and it's by his agency. Now let it show. Allow it to work. He's basically saying, allow it to work in your life. Cultivate it. He says, uh, where is it? Work out, then he explains what work out means. It's cultivate. Carry out to the goal. Because there's a goal for the there's a reason for your salvation. Carry out to the goal. God, the reason for salvation is that God will live his life through you. So that others will see your life and be transformed and be changed. Okay? There's a reason for your salvation. You have been saved so that others might be saved. Paul says that <laughs> I press on, that I might apprehend. The reason for which I'm apprehended, for that which I am I'm apprehended. God apprehended you for a reason. God saved you for a reason. God didn't save you so that you live your life anyhow. God saved you so that your life will be a seed for other people's lives to germinate. Okay? That's why God saved you. God saved you so that your life will be a seed for other people's lives to be saved. For other people's lives to be changed. That's why God saved you. And until and unless you take your eyes off yourself, you will not be able to even see what God saved you for. You will consciously be swimming in one particular place, a place of the consciousness of wrong, a consciousness of sin, and consciousness of not knowing what to do with yourself. Meanwhile, there's a big space for you to pray. There's something huge God would want you to achieve. There are millions of lives connected to your life. Never forget that. There are millions of lives connected to your life. 
as insignificant as you may think you are, you're not, you're not an insignificant person. You are very important to God. You are very, very important to, in the kingdom of God. Okay? The whole of creation awaits your manifestation. The whole of creation awaits your manifestation. Let's read that and then we'll come back to this. Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 16 into 19. I think it will help us. It says, But the Spirit himself bear witness of the Spirit that we are the children of God. Next verse. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God. I'm an heir of God. Do you understand that? Do you understand an heir? Who is an heir? He's not talking about heir. Yes. He's talking about heir. Heirship. Who is an heir? When we say someone is an heir, what does it mean? When we say Prince Charles is an heir to the throne, what does it mean? He's the one to inherit the throne. We are called heir. We are not inheriting the throne of England. We are inheriting God himself and his throne. You see, God can't give us anything up below himself and above himself. There's nothing above God. And anything below God is not good enough. So when God thought of giving us inheritance, he gave, him, he gave us himself. Yeah. You see, until you start thinking like that, you will not enjoy what you are supposed to enjoy. As long as you are swimming in the, in the consciousness of wrong and sin and pleasing God, then I don't know what I'm going... Until and unless you leave that area, you will not fulfill your actual calling, your actual, the actual purpose for your life. You will die and not know what you came for. Hallelujah. And then children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Not co-heirs with Christ, joint heirs. A joint heir means we all have access to the 100%. And Christ doesn't need the 100% for anything. Christ is God. He doesn't need the 100% for anything. So you, all the 100% is yours. You understand? Where Christ is sitting, he doesn't need that Christ in prosperity. He's walking on gold. What does he need it for? You are here. You need it. Joint us with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. There's a job for us. We must suffer with him. That's why we teach, we teach about this. There's a job. There's an actual reason for your existence. There's an actual reason for, for your existence. There's a purpose for your existence. You're not here to just eat, drink, marry, give birth, and go away. No, there's an actual purpose for your life. Just if so be that we suffer with him, eh? that we may also be glorified together with him. Next week, I'll talk about that. This is for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. And this is for the earnest expectation. This is the purpose of God for your life. The earnest expectation of the creature waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The whole of creation is waiting for your manifestation. For your understanding of what God has done in you. Hmm? There are people who are waiting. They are waiting to hear your voice. If they don't hear your voice, they will never ever meet God. There's money that is trying to be in your hands. If you don't agree with what God has said and what God has done in your life, you will never have that money to do what God wants you to use that money for. There are TV stations waiting to be delivered into your hands. It says the earnest expectation of the creation. Okay, for even the whole creation, all nature, 
Do you understand all nature? That includes the human beings and every single thing in it. All nature, for even the whole creation, all nature waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known. Waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. And this is not heavenly only. There's a place for that. It is also earthly. It is also now, today. Do you you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There are some shoes waiting to be delivered into your hands. Because you know that when they come into your hands, you treat them well. You think creation does not have, they don't have wisdom. Creation has wisdom. Creation has its own intelligence. Why, Why do you think they work together in a certain way? They have their own intelligence. There are some things waiting to be delivered into your hands. But until and unless you are disclosed, you, you, you get, gain access to your sanction, it will not come. The way to gain access to your sonship is by leaving the elementary things, leaving those down things. When you are praying, Father, I've sinned against you. All your prayers are like that. Every time your prayers are like that. Because you know what's happening in your life. You know. You are aware. God wants you to leave that place. Do you understand? The way to leave that place is by being confident of what he is in you. And you, you see yourself walking in righteousness. Because he is righteousness inside you. First Corinthians 1.30 For of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made unto us, will stop. Righteousness. But of him are ye in Christ, Jesus, who of God is made unto us, wisdom. Christ is made unto us wisdom. His wisdom inside. So I don't need to pray for wisdom. Wisdom is inside. All I need to do is to agree with wisdom inside me. Christ, you are wisdom inside me. Dear Holy Spirit, you are wisdom inside me. Let your wisdom flow inside me without, without, without limit. In Jesus' name. Watch it flow. This is wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. All these are, it's one person, it's called Jesus Christ, and he's inside you. Don't live your life without him, without your consciousness of him. Say, I'll never fail in my life. Say, I have the key. I have access. Hallelujah. How many of you have learned anything today? Wow. Rise up your feet and thank God for what he has shared with you. Open your mouth and thank God. Don't, don't close your mouth. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.